Amen. Praise God. If you've got your Bible, I ask you to open it up to Genesis chapter 6 this morning. We're not going to waste any time and get into it. Uh, uh, we're actually going to be uh, looking at Noah this morning and uh, looking at his life a little bit. We are going to this movie at 320. And I know that right now, this movie, since it came out on Friday, it's kind of a hot topic. I'll just tell you, there's lots of Christians that are coming out and saying that it's not a good movie. You shouldn't go see it. Uh, I shouldn't say a lot. You know, I've, I've seen about 50 percent. Fifty percent of the Christians are saying, listen. Listen, it's Hollywood, it's a movie, you know, I mean, if you go watch Batman, you're expecting, you know, some fictitiousness about it. If you go see Superman, you know, everything in Superman, uh, you know, I believe in Superman, but some of the things he does are impossible, uh, you know, so whenever you go to Hollywood, you're kind of expecting some Hollywood in it. Uh, I don't have any intentions of going to Noah and, and gaining this great theological, uh, doctrinal uh, insight and just being like, wow, you heathens really nailed it. Uh, that's not my intentions of going to Noah. So if you don't feel comfortable going, then that's fine. I'm going, and I'm actually excited to go. I'm thankful that, that we can uh, begin to discuss things besides uh, Kim Kardashian and what she's wearing. Uh, I would rather discuss Noah and look at, uh, I already told Noble, I'm bringing my son today. I said, Noble, you want to go to that movie? He says, yeah, I'm going to go to that movie. It looks awesome. I said, well, I'm just telling you, Noah, I said, that the, Noble, that this movie was made by people. Uh, that, that aren't necessarily uh, Christians and aren't trying to make a Christian movie. They're just making a movie out of something in the Bible. So I said, what we're going to do is me and you, we're going to go watch the movie. And then every day this week during our little private Bible time, we're going to read uh, Genesis chapter 6, 7, and 8 ourselves, And we're going to find out what they got right in the movie and what they got wrong in the movie. And we're going to, because I said, I'm already going to tell you, no, but the, 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 I've heard that they have these big rock giant creatures that help Noah build the boat. Well, Noble, you know, I could just tell you that's really not in the Bible. I don't see anywhere in Genesis chapter 6 where some rocks came alive and began to help Noah build this boat. But we're going to look at and find some things that they got right and find some things that they got wrong. And for me, as a dad, it's a great point of conversation to where I can dialogue with my kid and say, you know what, they kind of made Noah out to be a jerk. But you know what? The Bible says that he was a righteous, just man. Ezekiel said that he was like Daniel, that he was a good person. And they didn't portray him as awesome as they should have. But this is the way that he really was. And this is something that you can do with your coworkers or with people. Movies like this uh, is not where you get your doctrine, but it does give you an opportunity to talk about a biblical character instead of the romantic comedy that you saw Friday night. That had nothing to do about nothing and half of it wasn't even worth watching. I'll get off my soapbox now. So whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, you know, fine, everybody's got to make up. The Bible says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So you work out yours and I'll work out mine. But, but I'm excited to engage other people, including my family, and say, let's just look at it. So I'm going to give you opportunity this morning. We're going to read the whole chapter of Genesis chapter 6. That way, whenever we're watching it today, we could just say, you heathen, you sinner, look what you did. No, I, I'm excited that it'll maybe push and, and drive other people to open up their Bible themselves. And not just remember the way that they saw it on a flannel board whenever they were in Sunday school, but they'll actually open up their own Bible, the one with dust on it. And open up and look with their own eyes and say, you know what, this is what I see. 
And that's what I'm expecting and hoping from the movie. So I'm going to read the whole chapter of Genesis chapter 6. I know whenever people read, you know, you can like drift off. Ta-da. So I'm encouraging, you know, it's about 20 verses. So just kind of lock in there. The reason that we're talking about this, not just because we're going to the movie, but we've been talking about the purpose of God, the plan of God. Most people, if I were to ask you, how many of you want to do what God has created you to do? Most all of you would raise your hand and say, man, I really want to do what God created me to do. But if I said, well, do you know what it is? Some people may be like, man, I really don't know what it is. Or, or if you say, yeah, I know what it is, but I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to make it there. So the past couple of weeks, we've been trying to figure out how do you know what God's plan for your life is? And last week, we just just real easily said that there's two different wills of God. You have the general will of God, which is this book. The general will of God, this is for every person in here. You can't say, well, I don't like that. No, this is the will of God for you and for me. This is his word that was given to us. The specific will of God is the specifics for your life. Who am I going to marry? What school do I go to? What job should I, should I have? That's the specific will of God. And I'm not really dealing with the specific will of God. I don't, I don't know uh, what job you're supposed to take. But, but, but if you'll do the general will of God then God will make sure he promises that he'll show you the specific. Lots of times we want the specific, but we don't ever want to do the general. We really don't want to walk in forgiveness and love and kindness and long-suffering. We just want him to answer our questions without ever getting uh, into this, the general will of God. But I promise you, he promises you. Jesus said, listen, if you seek me, you will find me. If you search for me with all of your heart. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will open up the door, then I will come in to him and him with me. And I'll sup with him or I'll dine with him. We'll break bread and we'll communicate together. And I'll answer your questions. But you have to be, be committed to the general will of God. So we're going to look at the story of Noah this morning and find out uh, how did he do what God wanted him to do or how did he know how to do this and the, it's very simple because we're about to read right here the first thing is the Bible says that Noah walked with God Noah walked with God how do you know how to build a boat when you've never built a boat how do you know? How, how, how can you figure out the specifics if God wants you to do something? Well, very clearly, it just says Noah walked with God. Doesn't say that he was perfect. Doesn't say that he never made mistakes. He just decided, I'm going to walk with God and I'm trusting him to tell me the rest. So let's get into it this morning. Uh, Genesis chapter 6. Now verse 1 it says. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth. And daughters were born to them. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men. And that they were beautiful. And they took wives for themselves of whom they chose. And the Lord said my spirit shall not strive with man forever. For he indeed is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants on the earth in those days. So there were some giants, and this movie may take some liberty with what kind of giants. They're obviously going to make them stone giants. But there were giants. It says right here, it says, listen, there were giants. The most famous giant that we know of, of course, is Goliath. So, uh, you know, Goliath obviously wasn't made out of stone, but there were some giants there. It says, it says there were giants on the earth 
in, the, in those days. Maybe they were dinosaurs. What happened to the dinosaurs? I don't know. But apparently at this point in history, there were some giants roaming around. I mean, y'all can't wait to get to heaven to see those. Some of them giants everybody's talking about. And also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, they bore children to them. And these were mighty men who were of old men of renown. And the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Why does God feel like he needs to flood the earth? Well, he tells you right here. He says people are doing things that I never intended them to do. Didn't create them to do. Don't want them to do. So much so that now just their thoughts are evil continually. That they have no desire to follow me, serve me, know me. Continually they have evil thoughts. And he says, I'm going to flood the earth. I'm going to destroy the earth. Not only that, right before that he says, I'm going to reduce man's lifespan down to 120 years. We know that whenever Noah started building the boat, he was over 500 years old. Noah's daddy lived to be 937. That's an old dude. And God got to the point, he says, I'm not going to put up with you fellas for six, seven, eight, nine hundred years. It's bad when you as a parent start cutting it off. It's like, I put up with this way too long. But he cuts them down. He says, you'll no longer will you be, will, will men live that long on the earth? He says, I'm actually going to reduce it down to 120 years. That's a movie theater. Everybody, please give your attention to the screen. It's time for that free feature. Just kidding. Y'all wish. Welcome to church in a movie theater. Please drink and enjoy Coke products. Just kidding. So he says, I'm going to flood the earth, but not only am I going to flood it, after the flood is over, the water's going to go down, but all of you are no longer going to live to be five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred years old. He says, I can't put up with men that long. Whenever there's that much of a time period, they seem to really drift way out there towards evilness. So he says, I'm going to reduce it. Verse six says, and says that the Lord was sorry that he made man on the earth. And he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both man and beast, creeping things and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The first thing I want you to know about Noah and him doing the purpose of God was Noah wasn't perfect. And for you to do the will of God or the purpose of the plan of God for your life, God's not looking for perfection. God's not looking for you. You don't have to be perfect. We know as a fact that Noah had some problems. He was not a perfect individual. God's not looking for perfection. He's looking for people. There was something redeemable in Noah that, that no doubt he made problems and he had mistakes, but, but there was something that God saw. I can work with him because Noah wanted to be worked with. He didn't. In fact, let's just go ahead and read the next verse. It says, this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. But that word perfect just means that he had integrity in the middle of chaos and, and bad things. Noah had integrity. Noah. Here it is. It says Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. So if you want to do the purpose, the plan of God for your life, that doesn't require you uh, to have perfection. I can tell you I've been in full-time ministry and preach and teach, and I'm a husband and a dad and a pastor and all this stuff, and I miss it a lot. How many of you on that boat with me? 
Come on, sometimes I think things I shouldn't think. I say things that I shouldn't say. I get upset, get angry. But thank God he's not looking for, 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 for boom, there it goes. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for somebody that'll walk with him. In other words, you could say if you'll walk with God, he'll work with you. I mean, I'm glad about that. He'll work with you. He'll help get some of those kinks out of you, those character flaws, that anger, that pride, that jealousy, that selfishness. He will work with you if you'll walk with him. And Noah was in no way perfect, but he just purposed in his heart. He said, I'm willing to go through the process. I want to pursue God and I want to find out the will of God for my life. Verse number uh, 10 says, and Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, I mean, I'm glad your name's not Ham. You're kind of destined for failure. Sorry, I mean, goodness gracious. I want you to meet my son, Ham. It's Christmas, Ham. Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was also corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. There wasn't redeemable. He didn't feel like I can redeem this. This is to the point to where it's just better to start over. But God favored him. Verse verse 13 says, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Verse 14 says, Make yourself an ark. Of gopher wood, make rooms in the ark, cover it inside and outside with pitch. And this is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits. It's width 50 cubits and it's height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and you shall finish it to the cubit from above and set the door of the ark on its side. And you shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you. And you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. And they shall be male and female of the birds after their kind, of the animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind. Two of every kind shall come to you. To keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself of all the food that is eaten. And you shall gather it to yourself. And it shall be food for you and for them. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he did. Praise God. Uh, I'd like to pray uh, real quick this morning just because we didn't pray to open up the service. And before we we go any further, let's pray this morning. And uh, so he'll uh, say what he wants to say. Thank you, Father God, right now for uh, the word of God. Thank you, Lord, that it's a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, that it goes before us. It makes crooked things 
straight. Things that are, that are out of order, out of, uh, uh, in the wrong place. I thank you, Lord, that through your word that you can align and bring things in so that we know the direction, the path that you have for us. I thank you, Lord, for people like Noah that you've given us examples that, that we can glean and learn from. I pray, Father God, for the Holy Spirit uh, to come in now and help and say and, and fix anything that's wrong and, and express what needs to be said this morning. I thank you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. praise God. So here, uh, we're, uh, Noah is about to start. And the second thing I want you to know this morning, if you've got your, 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 your book here, the purpose of uh, finding your purpose, number one says you don't have to be perfect to find your purpose. God will work in you and through you if you... Uh, if you allow him to. The, the second thing I want to mention uh, this morning is, is that it's going to take some work. Let me all know what work means. Let me all know about effort. If you're going to do the will of God for your life, there's going to take, there's going to be some amount of effort that you're going to have to exert. Wouldn't it have been nice if God would have told Noah, said, Noah, well, flood the earth and I've got, I've got a carnival cruise. Man, it is stocked. It's got a chocolate midnight buffet on it. It's got the swimming pool and the water slot. All you got to do is just get you and your little children up there. And man, you're just going to float around for the next six months while everybody else, uh, they're going to perish. But I have this boat custom designed and built ready for you. But, I, but God didn't tell him that. God said, God said, Noah. I have uh, the materials that you need to build this ark. And I have the instructions to build this ark. But he says, you go build an ark. In other words, God will give you the materials and he'll instruct you on how to discover and fulfill your purpose. Every person in here, the Bible says that God has a plan or a design for our life. But, but God just gives us the materials and he gives us the instructions. But we have to do the work. You have a part to play. If you want an awesome marriage, God will give you the gopher wood. And he'll give you the instructions. But you're going to have to get your butt off the couch and do the work. Take her on a date. Read a book. If you want an awesome marriage, he'll help you through the process. But you're going to have to put in the effort. If you want some amazing kids that aren't snotty brats, you are going to have to put in the effort and the work. And God will help you. He'll bring people and instruction and wisdom. Whenever I knew that we were having kids, whenever I found out that it was a boy, I started getting books, Bringing Up Boys by James Dobson, How to Raise a Gentleman. I started educating myself God gave he showed me and gave me instruction and wisdom to build an ark that would save them I mean y'all know it's to your benefit for you to get education and information so that you can build this ark appropriately to save your family and God, he'll give you the materials if you want a, a career or if you want an education or, or whatever it is, that secret desire of your heart. It's not going to float down out of heaven. Don't we wish it would? And it'd just be so much nice. Come on, Lord. If you're as good as, as we believe that you are, then just go ahead and drop it down on me. But no, God says, he says, I'm going to give you the gopher wood and I'll give you the exact amount that you need. I don't think Noah got down to, to the end of building the ark and he says, I'm four trees short. 
four more gopher woods and I would have finished this baby up. No, I believe God, hundreds of years before Noah ever needed the wood, he planted the seed. And once Noah got got busy building, every tree that he cut down was just the one that he needed and he didn't run out. God had way before he ever started building the boat, the tree was growing. Come on, God's way out in front of you supplying the materials that you need. And he'll give you the instruction, the wisdom. He says, you're going to make it this big. You're going to make it this long. You're going to put rooms on the inside of it. Pretty detailed, pretty specific. He says, and then you're going to cover it with pitch inside and outside not just inside you got to do both of them he'll give you the instruction and the wisdom i was uh uh, i went upstairs to check on my children you got to go check on children just telling you if you don't check on them you just don't know what's going down the potty any number of things you just something something went awry if you don't go check on them you're gonna have some problems so i went and checked on my my little kids and they were playing noble. No, I'm so glad he's just now starting to get into Legos. What a great invention for children. Legos, I mean, thank God for video games, but come on. There's nothing like just a good old Lego set. Use the old brain that you got. So Noble and his buddies, I brought a Lego set here. A Noble and his buddies had dumped out all over the floor. How many of y'all know what this looks like? tornado all over the floor he's got his his legos dumped out where's my instructions oh did i lose them i got them here they are so you can't lose your instructions with your legos so my boys they got their legos and and they've got these instructions out here i mean i can just imagine this he's nine he's got his little homies over there with him hanging out they're all laid down on their belly and baby they're studying the blueprints Man, they are trying to find that little black piece that's really hard to find, man. And they are working it, man. They are really going. And I just kind of giggle at them. I'm like, man, what are y'all doing in here? Oh, man, we're building this boat. We're building. And they've got all the parts out there. And they've got their instructions there. But, but it's up to them to do the work. And, you, and they, 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 it's so funny because they get frustrated and want to quit. Have you ever been there? I want to quit, stupid Lego. You know, and they can't find one wheel. You know, it's like, I need this one wheel to finish it. You know, and they're really working on this thing and they want to quit. I say, come on, man, don't quit. You almost got it. Keep doing it. Keep going. You got to. And it's the same way with God that God gives us the instructions. He gives us the material. And there's times when it's like, it doesn't seem like it's working. It's not fitting. It's not going to roll. I want to quit. Yada, yada, yada. No, but listen, if you'll stick with it, then he'll actually, he'll help you get there. Marriages can be rocky and businesses and school and education. All this stuff has ups and downs. But God guarantees, he says, listen, I'll help you. I'll make you successful. Number three. Here. I want that put together by the time I get done. Just kidding. The purpose of God will require persistence and patience. You know, they, they estimate by the time that they figure up when Noah had his kids... That it took him between 75 and 100 years to build this boat. 75 and 100 years. Every day he's out there. The tree is standing. 
He's got to take that, cut the tree down. Once the tree's down, he's got to take these rudimentary tools that were made by somebody. He's got to carve this thing down and make it into a, a, a form that he can work with. And all of this had to be incredibly time-consuming and incredibly patience-wearing. Had to be pretty frustrating, I'm sure, at times. And I'm just telling you that, that as if you're going to follow God, there's going to be times in your life whenever it gets frustrating. And there's going to be times in your life whenever you feel like you aren't hearing him that, that, that clear. You know, the Lord told us, uh, you know, whenever he told us to start this church two years ago or so, you know, uh, two and a half, something like that, whatever. So uh, I'm sitting upstairs and the Lord said, this will be the next place that you'll live and you'll start a church here. And all of a sudden I got kind of sick at my stomach and I wanted to throw up in her mother's toilet, you know, because I just knew all of a sudden, man, I'm about to leave uh, my security and about to leave, you know, my job and my insurance. And now we're going to come down here with nothing and start nothing. And I don't know how to build a church. And Noah, he says, I don't know how to build a boat. I'm in the middle of a forest. I don't know how all of this is going to work. But if you just won't quit you'll figure it out if you just won't quit you'll figure it out and we're still figuring it out every week it's like man we learned something else that nail does not go there pull that nail out this board don't fit gonna take that board out flip it around rearrange it throw it away just kidding got, they got to put these people this thing is not working but if you'll keep the, the will of god is not for quitters it's just not for quitters, and you got to be in it for the long haul. And I know this is not a message that you just want to, like, wave your hanky. But can't all of them be hanky wavers? Some I'm telling you, but there will be some hanky waving at the end of the day. How many of y'all know when the water started coming? I guarantee you he was glad he built a boat. I guarantee you he was glad he didn't quit at year 70. Guarantee you that he was thrilled while he's looking over there at his kids, and they're riding the waves. Guarantee he was glad that he built the bow. A lot of persistence, a lot of, a lot of effort. You know, there were times uh, whenever I was, I didn't know that I was preparing for ministry. I was working for, uh, you know, I worked for people that, that weren't Christians. And some of you may be working for people now that really aren't Christians. And you feel like, man, I'm kind of stuck here and don't quite understand why I'm here or what I'm doing here. But you would be surprised what God will teach you while you're working for people like that. In the middle of, I don't know what I'm doing, why I'm doing, I wish I was doing something else. In the middle of that, five years from now, you'll look back and you say, I learned a lot from that jerk. That knucklehead, he was rude to me. He cut me down. He, he wasn't unfriendly. And, 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 and yet I learned some things, some things how not to do some things. But also there's other parts that God will bring. He'll bring people into your life that will teach you some things. I had one job that I wanted to quit every day. Every day I wanted to quit that job. Elizabeth will tell you I'd get up about 5 in the morning. And I would just sit on the edge of the couch before I got dressed. I thought, I'm quitting today. Today's the day I quit. He's not going to talk to me like that. He's supposed to be saved. He's not saved. Just hold on, I don't want to work for this guy anymore. And the Lord said, you ain't quitting. Yes, I am, Jesus. I mean, I had these conversations before. I am quitting, Jesus. I'm tired of this. I tell my wife, and I'd mind her. He's, you know, and I would, I would, I would just, uh, you know, I wasn't like cussing or nothing. But I, but I was, but, but not happy with this situation. And for two years, I put up with that. Two years. 
But I'm glad I didn't quit. Lord would never let me quit. Man, I said, man, today is the day. I quit. And I'm going to quit good. I'm going to have a quit fit. It's going to be one of them quits. I'm not putting in two weeks. I'm quitting today. Sure felt it. Wanted to. The Lord said, you're not quitting. Finally, though, I, my next job, they said, man, you work for that guy? Yeah. You didn't quit? I said, no, I didn't quit. He said, man, everybody quits him. I said, man, I know the Lord wouldn't let me quit. He said, well, you won't quit on him. You won't quit on me. You got the job. So I said, all right, well, praise the Lord. So, but, but there's persistence involved in doing the will of God. And sometimes persistence, doing things that you think aren't profitable, you think that they don't matter. I'm telling you, in the long run, you'll find out I'm glad I stayed when I knew I was supposed to stay, even though I didn't want to stay because I learned this. And it opened this door. Man, I could go a couple other places, but I don't have time. So I've got to go. I've got to move on. Patience, persistence. It's 11 o'clock. Number four, the purpose of God requires more than just you or in other words that means it's going to take more than just you for accomplish for you to do what god has for you it's going to take it's going to take more than you it's going to take some supernatural relationships it's going to take a church on new church shut up yes you do jesus died for the church why would he die for something that he, that you don't need if he's the head of the church and the church is his body, how could you say that a head doesn't need a body? Have you seen a head lately? It's just a head. No, you have to have the body. Come on, there's people in the body that you need. There's things that you get out of church that you need. God brings supernatural relationships into your life that you need. Whenever we started just this thing here, you know, it was me and her and my couple of kids. And, and, and supernaturally, God just brought and joined people to us that we needed. And we gleaned from them and they gleaned from us. And, and we needed each other and still do. Listen, you need a pastor. You need a family. You need people. You say, well, I'm antisocial. Well, then get social. You need me. Come on, you'll never do the will of God by yourself. Look at the Bible. Who in the Bible just does it by themselves? Nobody. Come on, you have to have people in your life. And they're going to rub you the wrong way. And I'm telling you, the church is full of imperfect people. And I'm the chief of all of them. And I'm leading this one. But so what? Come on, you got to have people. You can't do it by yourself. And the number, the number one group that Noah had was his family. First people on his team, team ark building. Well, I got my kids. I got my wife. Got my kids' wives. My grandkids, we're in this together. Come on, the number one team you can have is your family. I wish we could spend a little more time there. The fifth one, though, it'll affect more than just you. It'll take more than you to do it. And it'll affect more than just you. Whenever you do it. You're tied to other people. Whether you ever know it. Or if you ever realize it. People are dependent upon you. To hear about Jesus. And if you don't do the will of God. It's going to affect them. If you aren't that parent. Or that, uh, that, that loved one. Or that guardian. If you don't show them. Then they may not get it. If my mom didn't go to Africa. Somebody may not get it. It affects more than just you. Hebrews chapter 11, it says, And Noah moved with godly fear, and he built an ark for the saving of who? Not just Noah, his whole family. Come on, this ark carried his whole family. And as a mom, a dad, a grandma, an aunt, an uncle, listen, you have a part to play, and you're building an ark, and you don't realize it, but every day is an ark. 
And you're always constantly building this ark, but it's not just for you. It's for the saving of your family. The last verse I'll give you this morning is Psalms chapter 78, verse 6 through 8. It says that the generation to come might know them. That children would be born, that they may arise. Come on, how many y'all ready for a bunch of youth, youth and young people to arise? Come on, I'm waiting for some young people to arise and declare. Declare them to their children that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. It may not be like their father's stubborn or rebellious generation, a generation that not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. This purpose, the plan of God for your life, is not just benefit you, it, it, it benefits other people. It doesn't just affect you, it affects everybody. Come on, man, I got I to gotta pray. I got to close this morning. Uh, we may pick this up again next week. In fact, I got something I'm picking back out, piggybacking on next week. Oh, I'll just give you just, just, just a, a, a hors d'oeuvre. I mean, I like hors d'oeuvres. Depends on what it is, right? The Bible says next, the, the, the water rose. The water didn't just rain, but actually the Bible says that the earth gave, gave up its reservoirs. In other words, like out of the earth comes water. Down from heaven comes water. Forty days and forty nights floods the whole earth. But the Bible says once uh, the water was up, it says 22 feet higher than any other peak. And the Bible says that everybody was dead. And then the next verse, it says, and God sent the wind to push back the water. In other words, once the penalty for sin was paid, then God sent the wind. In the New Testament, Jesus Christ, whenever he died, his blood paid a penalty. And after the penalty was paid, then God sent the wind. In the New Testament, God sent the wind. What was the wind? It was the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit was sent. Once the penalty was paid for sin, then God always sends the wind. In the New Testament, he sent it. Man, next week, we're gonna, it's going to pop off. It's going to be wonderful. I've got to close this morning. Let's pray together this morning. Thank you, Father God, for uh, your word, the opportunity to preach and teach. And thank you, Lord, for the will of God being done in each one of us. Lord, you know the desire of our heart is not just for us to be on the ark and for us uh, to, to build a life. But Lord, we want every person to, to get busy building this ark, not just for them, but for their family, their loved ones, their future, that there'll be a sanctuary, a place for us to get on. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your life that was given, that, our, that, that Noah uh, built an ark to save himself in the middle of a perverse generation. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came but you didn't come on an ark. You came on a cross. And your blood was shed to save uh, uh, your household, the generations to come.